Godly Perspective, where we equip saints to walk in godly relationships. My name is Vodalyn Soa, and I am one of the three Godly Perspective ladies. Shout out to all of you. I hope your days are going exceptionally well where you are. Today, we are going into the tangible steps or the things you need to look out for and you need to have in order to be a soul friend, in order to grow and develop your soul friendships, what we call best friends and close friends. And we'll be studying David and Jonathan. So here we go. So let's look at the essentials. So these are the fundamentals, the basic elements and the foundations of every true and lasting friendship. The first thing you want to do and you want to have, you want to love your friends as you would love yourself. In 1 Samuel chapter 18 verse 1, the Bible says, When David had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David and he loved him as his own life. This was the same kind of love that Jesus spoke about when he told them the greatest commandment is this, that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. This is also the very same law that for us Christians and really for all humanity, James described as the royal law, that essence of love where you love your neighbor, where you love your friends as you would love yourself. This is very crucial to this kind of friendship. The second thing you want to have is you want to have a mutual agreement. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 3, Then Jonathan made a covenant with David. Why? Because he loved him as his own life. It's important that you share the same values and beliefs as your friends. It's important that you come to a mutual agreement, that you come to a mutual covenant, because this covenant is going to influence every aspect of your relationship. It's going to influence the way you relate to each other. It's going to influence the way you encourage each other. It's going to influence the parameters and the boundaries and the borders and the issues and the flow of your relationship and so these are the essentials love with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind and a mutual agreement a covenant the next stage of this burden relationship this growing relationship is what i'm calling the exchange With everything in life, there's an exchange. We need to give in order to receive. And this exchange on our part, especially today, it doesn't make sense. It exposes us and it makes us feel vulnerable. And sometimes it's really painful. However, without this exchange, we do not see growth or beauty. A mother exchanges pain for strength so that she can see her baby. We exchange our death for the life of Christ that we may truly live and God exchanges our ashes for beauty so that we may be transformed and truly reflect the glory of Christ. And so when it comes to our budding, close soul relationships, how does this exchange work? So let's get into the scripture. Now, keep in mind that the exchange is only as powerful 
and as binding as your essentials, as your love, and as your covenant, as your agreement. And the scripture we're going to go on from, we are still in First Samuel chapter 18, and we're going to go from verse 1 to 4. When David had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own life. Saul took David that day and would not let him return to his father's house. Then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own life. And Jonathan stripped himself of the rope that was on him and gave it to David and his armor, even his sword, his bow, and his girdle. So these are the elements of the exchange, and we'll start with the robe. So what does the robe represent, and what was Jonathan trying to say when he gave David his robe? The robe represents Jonathan's princely status. It represents value. Jonathan was saying to David that your life is as valuable as mine. I may be prince of the land, but when it comes to us, your life is worth the life of a prince. A prince and an heir to the throne. And so we must place value on the lives of our friends. Again, this comes back to the essentials. Love them as you would love your own soul. The same value you place upon yourself, place it upon your friends. The robe also represents access. Jonathan's princely robe was like a key that opened doors for David. Many of us are keys to our friends. We are the ones that open doors of accomplishments. We open doors of growth, of maturity. We open to them doors of healing. And so we need to be a life of access to them. The robe also represented a covering or, a, or protection. Through the robe, Jonathan was saying, I'll, I'll be your covering, David. You don't have to worry about that. I'll protect you with all I have and with all I am. The robe was also a prophetic symbol. Jonathan was confirming to David without knowing it himself. He was confirming to David the prophetic word of the Lord to David when Samuel anointed David king over Israel when he was a lad, when he was a boy. And so we need to prophesy, be free to prophesy, to speak life, to speak to your friends about the things of God over their lives. Be free and be open and be accessible enough to decree to them the things that God has for them. Sometimes you are that only voice. Sometimes you are the only one that is there to speak value, to speak access, to speak prophetic words into their lives. So let's do that for our friends. Give, our, give your friends your robes. Give it to them. So the next part of the exchange is the armor, and Jonathan gave David his armor. So the armor signifies protection. It signifies the covering of your heart, of your life experiences. Today, in order to actually be that kind of friend that is going to bless your friend, in order to be a soul friend, a close friend, a best friend, you need to be able to take that risk. A lot of us have been through stuff. We've been through gruesome things. We've experienced hardships. We've experienced pain. We've experienced loss. But it's not without a purpose. What you've experienced is so that you can be a shield for that friend that you hold dear, that stands as close to you as a brother or sister. And so by giving David his armor, Jonathan was 
exposing himself. He was taking a risk. He was being vulnerable. He was saying to David, I, I will share my life experiences with you. I will expose my heart to you. The things I have gone through that have made me who I am and the things I have missed out on that have made me who I am, I will share those things with you for your benefit so that the paths of the valley of the shadow of death, if I can preserve you and prevent you from going in through those valleys because of what I have gone through, I will do all that's in my power by sharing my life experiences. If I know the paths of success, I will share that with you so that you too can inherit the, the, the good, the fat of the land. And so we need to take that risk. We need to be vulnerable. We need to give our friends our armor and say, hey, I'll protect you with my life experiences. I'll share my heart with you so that you can be protected, so that you can also benefit. The next elements of the exchange are the weapons, the sword and the bow. We've just come from a place where we have exposed our hearts. We've told our deep, dark secrets. We've been vulnerable. We've taken a risk with our friends. We've spoken to our confidence, which is great. Everybody should have a confidence. But how many of us have confidence that know how to preserve our reputations, that know how to preserve our lives, that know how to defend us in the midst of slander. You see, this is what Jonathan did for David in 1 Samuel chapter 20 when Saul was seeking to kill David. And Saul asked, well, where is David? And Jonathan said, oh, he's not so well. And the Bible says that Saul got pissed and he blew up at Jonathan. He literally insulted his son, but Jonathan, taken aback by his father's insult and disregard for David, stood up and left the banquet because he was that grieved, because he sought to preserve the life of his friend, because he could not see his, friends, his friend be put in the midst of slander. I mean, how, how many of us do that? I had to ask myself this question too. The sword and the bow also speak of how much Jonathan trusted David. Do you have a mutual agreement, a covenant in place? Because the weapons will only happen when you share the same values, when you share the same beliefs, when you love each other as you do your own self. The weapons are also twofold in regards to David because David was the warrior. He had just come from the victory over Goliath, but he had no weapons of his own. But this was a man who was going to be one of the greatest generals that Israel had ever seen. And so what did Jonathan do? Jonathan gave him his sword and his bow. Jonathan gave David weapons, which you could say was the start of David's military career. You should be willing to invest in the careers and in the lives of your friends. As much as you are wishing and hoping and believing that they will defend you and protect you, you should also be willing and ready and able to invest in their lives, in their careers. The next element of the exchange is the girdle, the belt. So the belt represents order, it represents giftings, it represents comfort. In the Old Testament, a belt was sometimes given as a gift to someone for good service or work. So we should be able to appreciate our friends by giving them gifts. I mean, sometimes, honestly, are you an easy person to be a friend of or to be a friend with? Sometimes we need to just say, I appreciate you and give your friend gifts. This Christmas season, shop for your friends. Give them a genuine gift. A belt was also one to uphold one's garment. It represents structure. 
So this made it easy for a person to walk about and, and to be productive in their day-to-day. And so we need to also encourage our friends with structure, teach them to enforce structure in their lives. Give your friend a belt. Sometimes people just find it difficult to maintain structure in their lives, possibly because they don't know how. That's why you are in their lives. And so give them structure, teach them how to set up boundaries, how to set up borders, how to man the gates of their lives. Encourage them to live a life of structure because the only way one can be productive, one can be proactive, and one can be a blessing is with structure. This is an aspect of loving them as you would love yourself. The belt also represents comfort. In the Old Testament, people were usually ungirded or without a belt in their own homes because they felt more comfortable, they felt more free, they felt more at ease. It was a place where they could be themselves. And so we must make our friendships a safe and comfortable space for us and for our friends to come to, where you need a, a shoulder to just lean on. The last element of the exchange is the receiving. Jonathan gave all these things to David. But guess what? David received them. Sometimes pride comes in our way and we don't want to receive the access that our friends try to give us. We refuse to listen and learn from their experiences. We need to humble ourselves enough to be able to receive from our friends. It's not a show of who has more, who has more experience, who is wiser, who is better. It's a show of support. Iron sharpens iron. We come together and something ignites. The only way something can ignite is if iron receives iron, that they may be sharpened. We must be willing to receive from our friends the elements of their exchange. Remember, being a close friend or a best friend takes work. It's not easy, but it's worth it. This is why it must be a mutual agreement. And so that's it. The... Elements of the exchange, the essentials, the things you need to know, the things you need to have, the things you need to work on in order to be a soul sister, a soul brother, a close friend, a best friend. So if you've not listened to any of our previous episodes, please go right ahead and listen to that. You are going to be blessed. I promise you that. It's been such a blessing to me listening to what my sisters have had to say. And so please, if you've not listened, please go ahead and go listen and be blessed. You can find us on Instagram at godlyperspective.ministry. And you can find us on Facebook at Godly Perspective. So send us a Facebook message, say hi. Send us an Instagram message, say hi. You can also send us an email at askus.gp at gmail.com. Again, that is askus.gp at gmail.com. And that's a wrap, guys. Again, this is Rodalyn. Thanks for hanging out with me and tuning into Godly Perspective. If you've not subscribed to our podcast yet, please do subscribe, comment, and rate. And again, share our podcast. From us to you at Godly Perspective, have a blessed week. Bye guys. It's a godly perspective.